0: welcome to episode one of the logan mooney album review today i'm going to be talking about let it be by the beatles let it be was their last studio album it was released in 1970 and it's one that i don't think really gets the credit it deserves um when you talk about the greatest albums of all time there's always beatles albums in the conversation And for a long time, the popular narrative was that Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was the best Beatles album, Um, which it was definitely revolutionary, and it was definitely ahead of its time. But the opinion kind of evolved and changed. And for a while there, there's been debate between the White Album and Abbey Road, which both are really good albums. Um, The White Album has like 20 songs. It's two discs long. And uh, frankly, the White Album has a lot of songs that really shouldn't be on there. Um, And then when you look at Abbey Road, Abbey Road's also a great album. It's got uh, Here Comes the Sun, Come Together, Something. Uh, It's got the whole uh, medley on the back between the four or five songs on the B-side. And then it also has um, I Want You, She's So Heavy. Now, the recent narrative is that Revolver is the best album, and Revolver, similar to Sgt. Pepper, was revolutionary, and it changed the way uh, artists recorded music It produced music. Um, In 1964, the Beatles decided to stop touring and began just working in the studio and working on music that could be created in the studio, and this album is heavily influenced by LSD, and... It pioneered a lot of things that they, uh, that the music industry didn't have at the time. The way they recorded music and the the, the way the microphones were, and the way they could run the tracks backwards, forwards. Um, it definitely changed the music industry. It's a revolutionary album, but it's not the best album. Now. The consensus opinion has changed over time, and I'm sure it's going to continue to change, but I like to consider myself a pioneer to the opinion that Let It Be is the best Beatles album and probably a top album of all time, maybe the greatest album of all time. Now, when you look at the tracks on this album, um, a large portion of them were written in a matter of days um as shown through the uh, disney plus documentary get back uh, a lot of these songs were written for this rooftop performance this concert that they had um as part of a television uh show and so to consider the songs that were on this album and then you throw in the fact that a lot of them were written just a matter of days is really really cool but when you when you look at this album top to bottom, the three best songs are "Let It Be," "Long and Winding Road," and "Across the Universe," and all three of them are ballads, and they're bo- they're all beautiful and poetic. And you know, many people consider "Let It Be" to be the greatest album of all, or the greatest song of all time. Uh, but I think the "Long and Winding Road" and "Across the Universe." should be considered amongst the same ranks. I think they're beautiful songs, you know. Across the Universe is interpreted a thousand different ways, and that was the intention with the song uh, for it to be interpreted different ways. And the way I see it is it's about how contagious your positive energy can be and how your smile makes somebody else smile and how when, when we all smile and we're all happy that energy spreads throughout the universe. Uh, and then you look at Long and Winding Road, and Long and Winding Road isn't quite as deep as across the universe, but it's very uh, meticulously constructed. Um, each verse has different uh, writing, writing strategies. Um, and, you know, these verses the The narrators overcoming these fictional obstacles like uh the wild and winding nights um and it it goes through a lot of metaphors, but it's just really really beautifully written uh and I think it's a song that should be considered one of the greatest songs of all time uh I don't think that's a very popular opinion, but it's definitely one of my favorite songs. I just love how it was constructed and how it was written. Now, if you look away from the ballads, then you got Get Back and uh, I've Got a Feeling, and those are both McCartney songs. And Get Back was originally written um, as like a protest song. It had a lot of social background, social social justice messages. It was about... Uh, refugees in europe um and racism against them and it was a anti-racist song and the lyrics uh before its release ended up did changing but it's a very catchy uh very good song and i think it's a song that kind of foreshadows the next era of rock and roll uh just with its very like recognizable guitar riffs and uh the guitar solos in the middle of it. It's slightly ahead of its time. Um, but it's unlike a lot of other Beatles songs. Those two get back and I've got a feeling. Then you look at uh Dig a Pony by John Lennon. Uh and Dig a Pony, pony refers to heroin, and this song is a giant metaphor for like his heroin addiction. Uh all he wants is Heroine. and and then you look at a song like "I Me Mine," and those songs are both very similar. And "I Me Mine" is a song about selfishness, but it's up for debate whether it's selfishness among society or among the Beatles or just within George Harrison and his recognition of self selfishness within himself. Uh, so I think those are all really great songs. And then you got Two of Us, uh, which is a Lennon-McCartney duet. It's an acoustic song, and it's a really catchy song. Uh, It's a song I think deserves a lot more credit. Um, I think it's better than a lot of those early songs that have kind of stuck around, like I Want to Hold Your Hand, that kind of thing. But I think that's a very good song. And then you got One After 909 which, uh, is kind it's like a, it's a jam. Uh, it's kind of a fun song. It's catchy. Um, it was actually written by John Lennon, uh, when he was a teenager living in Liverpool, when he was probably 14 or 15 years old. Um, and that's a really catchy, fun one. And then you have For You Blue, which is another George Harrison written song. And that one's also just a kind of a catchy, groovy song that you can listen to. But, Obviously, these are all great songs. The Beatles have always written great songs. That's not uncommon. But what I believe separates this album from other albums is that top to bottom, there's no weak spots. When you look at a an album like The White Album, uh, it's full of great songs. I mean, the list goes on and on about all the great songs on there. But then there's some songs that just shouldn't have been on the album, like Glass Onion, um, Piggies, uh, Birthday, Everybody's Got Something to Hide, Revolution 9. uh kind of odd songs that really didn't belong. And when you look at uh, Abbey Road, I think the songs that would be considered the weak points of the let it be album are better than the weak points of the abbey road album like i think any of those songs i just listed are better than octopus's garden or sun king or polythene pam uh and then when you look at sergeant pepper i think any song on let it be is better than most of the songs on sergeant pepper uh and when you just take out the the timeline and how revolutionary those albums are those that's obviously important. but when you're talking about the best album of all time, I think you look at the songs on "Let It Be," and it's got i mean I think it's better than any Beatles album uh with little refute. And even when you look outside that conversation Of those really great albums If you look at an album like Magical Mystery Tour Any of the songs on Let It Be are better than Your Mother Should Know Or Magical Mystery Tour Or I Am The Walrus uh, And I I think the album speaks for itself I mean when you have the greatest Arguably the greatest song of all time That helps you a lot But then you got long and winding road and across the universe to back it up and just top to bottom there's no weak spots on this album uh and i think part of the reason why this album doesn't get enough credit is kind of because of the time that it came out um abby road and the white album and Sgt. pepper they were all ahead of their time and they all featured things that were never done before but this album was coming at a time where the modern rock era was already kind of uh being ushered in and uh obviously the beatles broke up after this album um so i think it kind of gets forgotten because it comes right after abbey road and right after the white album and those were such big life changing albums in that moment. Um but I think of it as kind of the forgotten great album. Uh I think Rolling Stones magazine listed it the three hundred and forty second best album of all time when they had four albums in the top eleven. So, I think it gets forgotten about because it wasn't, it didn't have as much culture shock. But when you're talking about the best songs that the Beatles produced, I believe, I firmly believe, that a lot of them came off this album. And even when you look at the weaker points of the album, they're still really great songs with a lot of deep meaning that are well written. Well, we're wrapping up here. Um, so to summarize, top to bottom, uh, track one to track ten, Let It Be is a better album than any Beatles album ever created, uh, and I'm sure the opinion will swing that way someday in the future. Just remember I was a pioneer to that opinion. Um, join us next week. We're going to be talking about Wings Band on the Run, uh, its a contemporary rock album, uh, Obviously, uh, I was introduced to Wings through the Beatles, um, but it's an album I'm very fond of. I don't love Wings. I don't think everything they've done uh, was spectacular, but I'm a really big fan of the Band on the Run album. Uh, So join me next week where we will chat about Band on the Run.